0: Welcome to Fearless Hustle Collective, a podcast for creative female entrepreneurs and a home to honest conversations about the ups and downs of running your own business. Hello, it's time for episode 22. This week's guest is Ashton Smith. Ashton is the creator of The Awakening Membership, a platform for women to claim their self-worth and create lives they dream of. I chat to Ashton about body positivity, overcoming doubt when launching new projects cultivating self-worth and so much more. Hi, Ashton. Hello. Hi, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It's so lovely to chat to you. Obviously, I've been kind of following you on Instagram for a little while. um, So it's really nice to kind of uh, finally chat to you. I know. I love it so much. (laughs) So I wanted to start by asking you, what is your kind of one proud moment in your career so far? Oh, wow. One proud moment. Hmm. I'm sure there's many, but if there's one that kind of maybe sticks out.
1: Yeah. um, I think the first thing that comes to mind is actually something that's pretty recent. Um, So ever since I started business, it's really been this journey of working on my mindset, working on my heart and really like pushing through a lot of like the shoulds Um, of business and the pressures of things that you feel like you need to do or projects that you need to release. And so something I'm really proud of is actually, um, creating and launching my latest project, which is the membership. Um, and the reason that I'm proud about it is because I spent several months at the end of 2018, really, asking myself the hard questions of like, okay, what are you doing? Why are you doing it? And ultimately, like, how do you want to show up? And how do you want to serve women? And I took the time to really answer those questions without a filter and create something that feels so aligned and feels like such an awesome space. It feels like something I'm meant to be doing. Um, And the reason, again, why I'm proud of that is just because sometimes it's hard to release something that feels good to you because you feel this pressure to like release something that maybe someone else is doing or do a project because it feels like the you know the right thing that society is telling you to do but um, I think something really powerful happens when we ask ourselves those hard questions and really dig into like what we feel called to do and what we feel like we're meant to be doing.
0: Yeah that sounds I think that's something that kind of most of us dream of doing I guess is finding that one real thing that we feel um really passionate about but we also we're really good at um I don't suppose it comes easily to everybody
1: (laughs) no and that's why I, I prefaced with like you know I've had almost two years where I've been in business and I you know I've had a lot of learning and a lot of trying and a lot of failing and you know, releasing things that actually didn't feel great to me. And it's been a process. It's totally a process of figuring it out. And I think that that's more than okay and normal.
0: Mm, Yeah, no, definitely. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself um, and what it is that you do now?
1: Well... My name is Ashton Smith. Um, I'm a newlywed. I actually got married last year on St. Patrick's Day. Um, It wasn't really planned. It was just something that happened. Um, I often get asked the question if I had green beer at my wedding and I didn't. (laughs) I'm just not, (laughs) I'm not that cool yet. But um, I also, I love plants. I'm a plant mom. I'm convinced that eventually my house will be almost kind of like kind of like a minimal jungle like that's the vibe I want to go for I just love them they bring so much life into my home um, you most likely will always find me like sipping on a cup of coffee with a top knot on my head um, and in a sweater that's literally what the situation is right now um, so that's a few like random fun facts I'm also from the U.S. I live on the east coast in North Carolina and I've lived here ever since I was born um, and now kind of onto what I do so um, before I share like what I do, I kind of like to share what lights me up and what really fuels me. And essentially what that is, is just empowering and serving women to really claim radical confidence and deep self-worth and really do that foundational work, that inner heart centered work of really cultivating the truth and believing the truth that you're good enough as you are. And so the way that I do that, um, I run a business called The Authentic Woman, and it's a platform that leads women to essentially do what I just said, cultivate radical confidence and claim deep self-worth. Um, we release biannual magazines that feature raw, real stories from daring, powerful women that share on just a wide range of topics. and. Also, like I just mentioned, um, I run an online space called The Awakening Membership, and it's it's really like a space for women to do that deep inner work, um, but really start taking bold action towards creating the life that makes them come alive from the inside out.
0: So it sounds, sounds pretty inspiring, actually, the, <laughs> the work that you do. Um, and so when did you first start your business, and what did that look like?
1: So, I, like I said, I started in business a couple years ago and I wouldn't even say it was like a business at that time but it was like my first my first moment of really like showing up and putting myself in the online world in business and um, I started out actually with a blog space and it was called altogether beautiful and basically um, in that space I shared a lot about my thoughts on personal growth and what true beauty really looks like and body image. Um, but throughout that journey, I would say I had that blog for eight months or so. Um, I realized that I really wanted to build a community. And like I said, at the beginning, it's, it's been such a process of figuring out like what I really want, but it's all of these like little steps that have led me to like figure that out. So this blog that I created, wasn't fully the manifestation of what I really wanted, but it was the first step. And so from there, I um, I rebranded everything into The Authentic Woman um, because essentially I wanted it to be a place where women could come and share their story, share their heart, share their journey. And I wanted it to be a safe place for women to talk about things that, that we often don't talk about. So, you know, maybe that's body insecurity or... Addiction or postpartum depression, um, mental wellness like all of these things that we experience, um, but we don't often talk about openly. And so I wanted to make a space for that. And that's kind of what the blog space is about now. And that's also what our biannual magazine is about. Um, And then, of course, like I mentioned, now I have this membership space. And so everything has just totally evolved from this once like very little blog that was basically only my heart into a much bigger platform that features a variety of different women from different backgrounds um, and also of course the membership space.
0: Yeah no um, I think that's kind of how a lot of businesses evolve is that you start with this maybe a blog or whatever it is and then it you know as you kind of grow yourself as well your business grows with you I guess so it, it evolves to align with what you stand for and what you kind of want to create I guess.
1: Yeah of course and that's why I I always tell people I'm like the first place to start is really just by putting yourself out there and doing something that sounds fun and you figure it out as you go. It sounds so cheesy, but until you start and you just take those daily small steps, like you won't figure out your end goal. So even now, like I'm at, you know, two years ago, I would have thought this would have been my end goal. Like this is ideal. But even now, like now that I'm here in this present moment, like I have new goals and new aspirations and it's just this constant thing of becoming and expanding and really responding to your business and saying okay like I'm willing to keep going I'm willing to keep growing and I'm willing to put in that work
0: yeah no absolutely and so the magazine that's um a printed magazine and it's also available as a digital version as well isn't it yes we have both yeah amazing okay so what would you say obviously we've kind of talked about it a little bit but you've mentioned um cultivating that self-worth and you've also mentioned self-doubt is that something that you've struggled with as um, say a teenager or young woman
1: oh my goodness yes like self-doubt
0: is something I
1: feel like I've struggled with all throughout my life and it's it's been with different areas so for me um, my self-doubt really started with my body insecurity journey as a teenager. Um, but you know, nowadays I, I have grown so much in the area of learning how to love and accept my body. So I don't experience doubt so much in that anymore as much as I do in business because business is so new for me, you know, I mean, two years really isn't that long. And so I do often find myself in this place of, you know, questioning what I'm doing, if I'm cut out for it, if. I can do the things that I really want to do. And one of the things I'm so passionate about is opening up that dialogue. You know, like I mentioned with the magazine, just opening up a place where we can talk about that. And I can openly say like, hey, guys, I'm struggling with this. Like this is what happens when you put yourself out there. And what it does is that normalizes the conversation and it makes other women realize that like, the self doubt and the fear, like that doesn't disqualify you. Um, It's something that's just a part of the process. And it's something that I'm constantly working through, but constantly reminding myself, like, the self doubt is allowed to show up, it's just not allowed to dictate my decisions. um, And where I ultimately go.
0: Yeah, and I guess by you talking about it openly, it allows other women to realize that they're not alone and feeling that way, and it's something that comes up when I talk to um, other kind of business women and stuff. And it's something that comes up all the time. Um, I think you know. I think we all struggle with it. So, do you have any tips to combat that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So before I do tips, like again, I just want to preface that, like. Self-doubt is normal, so, like, you'll never be able to, like, avoid it, yeah, you know? Yeah, like, get rid of
0: it. Yeah, totally. Yeah, of yeah. course.
1: Yeah, it's something that's going to be there, and I think that that is the whole point of talking about it. Like, it will happen, but, of course, when it does come up, like, I have a few things that I like to do, and the first thing I really like to do is sit with myself and try to uncover where my doubt is coming from. So, you know, for example, last year, I... I launched, um, an online course and essentially it was like the biggest fail ever. It was like one of the biggest fails in my business. And for the next three days, I literally like for those next three afternoons, like I was just sitting on my couch, like crying and like feeling so doubtful of myself and what I had to do kind of like after I got through that process and those emotions is I had to sit with myself and be like, okay, why? why are you feeling so much doubt about yourself? Why are you feeling this anxiety around this situation? And I journaled through it and it took me a few days, but essentially what I discovered is the reason I was feeling so doubtful of myself is because I was basically defining my worth by my work yeah. and by my failure in my work. And so I think it's really powerful when we can sit down and we can uncover kind of where it's stemming from. So, you know, another thing that I've struggled with in the past is, you know, feeling doubtful of myself because I, you know, I'm following someone on Instagram that kind of triggers my body insecurity thinking. And although that has nothing to do necessarily with them, I do have the power to, you know, unfollow and kind of like really take control of the things I'm consuming. So you know, the first thing I would say is uncover where those feelings of doubt are coming from so that you can kind of take your power back. Um, And then a second thing that I really, really love doing, and I've started doing more in the last year, is confiding in a trusted friend. (laughs) Because sometimes you just need somebody to like speak life into you and to remind you of the power you walk in. And to just kind of nudge you forward and let you know that it's okay that just because you're afraid, just because you're doubtful, like it doesn't make you disqualified. Like you are still qualified to keep going, keep moving forward. Um, and then lastly, kind of what I touched on it. in the first thing I mentioned is really separating your worth as a human being from everything else, like everything else, whether it's your work or whether it's the way you feel about your body or whether it's, you know, caring for your kids and how good of a mom you are. It's really like cultivating the practice of knowing that like your worth isn't determined by something. Your worth is just there. It's, it's a part of you because you're living and breathing and existing. Um, so yeah.
0: Yeah. I think it's very hard sometimes, particularly when it comes to work actually, um, separating the two, particularly when you love what you do and it's your huge passion and it's kind of like your baby. Um, and it's it's hard to detach from it, I guess. Yes, I
1: can so relate. That's like some a journey that I'm currently on, really separating my, my worth from my work, especially when you are doing creative work and you're putting yourself out there all the time. And, you know, it's like the response you get from people, sometimes whether it's like an overwhelming, like awesome response, or maybe you don't get any response from a project you did. Like it's really hard to separate that outcome and that situation from your worth. And it's something I'm even personally working through.
0: Yeah, I think it's really hard. Um, Obviously you mentioned a course that didn't go too well. And um, if you don't get any response from anything that you put out there, it does feel heartbreaking.
1: yeah it feels like rejection
0: yeah yeah I guess that's what it comes comes down to
1: yeah exactly but like I said like everything that you face in your business even like the biggest failures like you have to look at them like lessons and you have to look at them like stepping stones to what comes next um, because that failure taught me so much not only about business not only about my audience but also about like myself like I mentioned having to process like my worth and really having it so connected to my work so you know and I I completely failed at that project but I've also launched a couple things since then that have been more of a success like much more of a success because I went through that failure
0: yeah yeah and I wanted to ask you what is it that you did um before you started your business did you have a kind of regular job what what is it that you did
1: yeah so i i went to school me i got a business administration degree um and i immediately went to work at an office job and let's see i think i worked there for about four or actually i think about five years Um, and really at that office job at the beginning, I didn't really have a role, which was very like unfulfilling because I was basically just filling in the gaps of filing paperwork and kind of following up with the office manager and making sure she didn't need anything, you know, any help. And so eventually that position turned into doing, um, social media marketing and managing for that company. And I did that for a few years and, um, it actually taught me so much and enabled me to, start my own business now just because so much of what I do is it's all online really um and so that position really did enable me and teach me so much um before leaving last year
0: and so what prompted you to leave what was kind of what made you decide that actually it was time to set up your business and go (laughs) full-time oh man it was (laughs) um
1: it's like that is always oftentimes a hard decision, but basically it came down to like, if I want to move forward and if I want to really grow this thing and I want to expand it to where it needs to be and I want it to be, then I have to leave. Because when you're, you know, at a nine to five job, that demands a lot of your attention. And although it wasn't an easy, like, decision by any means it was definitely scary I knew deep down that it had to happen if I wanted to achieve the things in my business that I really wanted to
0: and did you kind of plan well in advance for that um jump or how did it kind of look
1: oh yeah of course so like I said I had been there for about five years so I had been thinking about it for about a year. And I had been, you know, really looking over what that would look like. Um, Also, around the same time that I left, I was getting married. Um, You know, and so I was starting a family um, with my now husband. And so it, it was a lot of added pressure. But it was a lot of sitting down, looking at finances, looking at our lifestyle, looking at what would need to happen in my business in order for that to be a wise decision. And that's something I totally recommend um, because I know it's it's easy to like have the dream of leaving the job but it's another to sit down and be really intentional about like okay what does that practically look like um, especially financially and especially if you're a part of a family
0: yeah no it's definitely a tricky decision for anyone I guess but it's it's amazing that you had that opportunity obviously to kind of plan for it as you were still kind of working and, and having a full salary, I guess, um, mm-hmm. and then take those steps to finally kind of follow that dream full time.
1: Yeah. So I, cause I was building the, this business while I had the job, you know, and, um, my husband had a similar situation. He was building his web development bill, excuse me, his web development business. That's a mouthful. <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, while he had his full time job, and he just recently was able to leave, and that's totally how I recommend doing it if you can. Trying to start out with that side hustle and see if it is scalable and if it's something that you can see working um, before you actually commit to leaving.
0: Yeah, and no, that's exactly what I did. Um, I mean, a few years ago, it was just a you know a kind of. A dream that I didn't think it would ever happen but actually um as my business grew I realized that I had to um kind of pursue it full-time because I just wasn't I was essentially at one point working two full-time jobs and it just something had to give and obviously I wanted to pursue my passion as opposed to working um a job that perhaps didn't fulfill me I guess really
1: Yeah, exactly. That's really what it comes down to. And it comes to a place where you can't really grow anymore. Like you reach that peak and you have to decide.
0: Yeah, you have to move on. And so I wanted to ask you about self care and what does it kind of mean to you, I guess, and what is it that you do to look after yourself?
1: I love this question because it's just like it's a part of my daily life. So You know, I work with women a lot, like, especially in my membership. It's a lot about productivity and how to break down your big goals. And so, a big part of my life is being productive and working my business. But I'm a firm believer in productivity being able to coexist with self care. And so, for me, like, it is a non negotiable that I practice self care every single day. And to me, really, self care looks like being aware. Of what I deeply need and desire that day and then responding to that need and desire with intention Um, it looks like tending to what I need every single day despite how busy I am because I I am busy often and so some days my self-care is is different than others so you know yesterday was a really busy day for me but I like to make a little practice out of it even on busy days so yesterday my schedule was full. So basically my self care time looked like going to the bathroom, putting on a little mini podcast episode and washing my face and kind of making a ritual out of it being super present, um, playing with my essential oils. And that was about like 15 to 20 minutes. But it made me feel like I had taken care of myself that day. You know, and I I think if we're going to spend the time planning out our business and working on our business, you know, eight hours a day, then we should be able to really take care of ourselves. So, you know, for me, working out is self-care, eating a nutritious meal, taking a lunch break, um, listening to a podcast, taking a long shower. Um, another really big one is journaling. I love doing a lot of the deeper self-care work as well, um, which looks like responding to my heart. So I do that a lot with journaling. Um, I'll just sit down and kind of stream of conscious, write, Um, Or I'll even ask myself the question of how do you feel today and what do you need today? And I'll just write it all out um, and just make sure that I'm super aware of how I'm feeling and how I'm doing deep down because my life is so fast paced. um, It's so important for me to do that.
0: And now that you're, does your husband work from home as well? Yes. So now that you both work from home, do you often re-kind of, jig your working days to maybe fit in a small drive or a walk or whatever it might be
1: yes so in the warmer months um right now it's a bit cooler so it makes it harder but in the warmer months we love to take an afternoon break um either before lunch or at the end of our work day and we'll go on we try to go on like an hour walk um because just getting outside of the house and getting your body moving like that to me is always a priority um, because it's so easy to get lost in your work and stay cooped up all day sitting at a desk. But that's just so bad for your health. So we definitely try to do that.
0: No, yeah, it's definitely something that I've been kind of guilty of. Um, and especially when, like you say, when you've got a busy schedule, you want to just push through and get all the work done because uh, it needs doing. <laughs> but Actually, um, like you said, I think it's so important just to take a break and um, look after yourself.
1: Yeah, totally, because when you take that break, you'll be so much more refreshed and energized when you sit down at work again.
0: Yeah, this is it, that's absolutely right, and I think I've found that time and time again is that my productivity seems to kind of drop off around lunchtime, Um, but often when I work through lunch, I just, I don't get half as much done probably because I'm just kind of not there
1: 100%. Exactly. You feel like you're getting things done, but your mind is not as focused on, like as it could be.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I wanted to go back a little bit and talk about um, body positivity, I guess. Um, and that's something that kind of comes to mind when I look at, at your Instagram um, profile, um, is that that's kind of something that you promote. And is that something that you've always kind of felt comfortable with or you've kind of mentioned that that might not have been the case when you were a teenager?
1: Oh yeah, no, it's definitely not always been like that. And I think often the things that we struggle with and we overcome are the things that we, you know, we share and we promote. And so, um, yeah, when I was, I would say 12 or 13, um, I remember getting a magazine in the mail. Um, and it was essentially like, Um, It was Victoria's Secret magazine, and it was essentially like lingerie and all of that. And I remember looking through that magazine, and I remember being like, my body looks nothing like this, and Mm -hmm. I am nothing like this. And in that moment, I, I remember just setting a standard for myself that was like, in order to be beautiful, in order to be accepted, in order to be good enough. You have to look like that. And so that really started my journey with body insecurity and not to mention I was friends with a lot of girls that were smaller than me. And I have by no means ever been overweight for my body type, but I just have a different build. I'm a bit curvier. I'm a bit more full figured. Um, and I have bigger legs and I often had trouble finding pants that would fit me properly. Um, and so that, that did not help. Um, and so basically I had so many years where I was in this constant state of striving to make my body something that it wasn't. And, um, I wouldn't, I would say it was about two to three years ago where I actively started accepting my body and I completely, um, changed the content that I was consuming. That was one of the biggest things that really propelled me forward in my body confidence journey. Was getting rid of content that made me feel like I wasn't good enough, um, and was just pulling down my self esteem, um, and replacing that with content that made me feel great about myself and content, you know, pictures of women that actually looked like me. Um, and I really started diving into the deeper inner work of self-worth. Like I've been talking about is like, ultimately I didn't feel worthy because I was insecure about my body, but the deeper, you know, underlying thing there was all about worthiness. And so I, you know, I've spent the last couple of years really claiming my worth and really diving into like letting go of limiting beliefs and, defining what worth really looks like and what it truly is and that it's in the essence of a human life like and so is beauty like beauty is in the essence of a human life it it isn't this one size fits all and so you know basically I have completely come to peace with my body Although, of course, I have days where insecurity comes up, but it's not the same as it used to be. Um, and so I would say at the beginning of last year um, or the middle of last year, 2018, I, I really started opening up about that journey and sharing about it because I had such a deep past with it. Um, and ever since I've opened up about it, it's just like opened up this whole like community and this whole place where... I can speak to women that are in the same place that I once was. Um, And it's just really just such a beautiful thing and a beautiful opportunity to be able to do that.
0: Yeah, I think just by talking about it, it's like with anything, I guess, but just kind of sharing those experiences that we, probably most of us have had. I definitely did. That's something that I really kind of relate to. As a teenager, I really, um, well... I probably would be it would be close to saying I hated how I looked and you know tried everything I could to change that um, and like you say, it's kind of just trying so hard to make your body look like it just won't ever look <laughs> um, and exactly. what yeah and and you kind of put all of this energy into it and it's it's kind of you come to a point where you realize for what why am I doing it?
1: Exactly. It's just such a waste of energy. And the older I've gotten, you know, it's like, the older you get, the less time you feel like you have. And, you know, I'm just like, I I don't even have time or energy to be caring about that and putting that kind of pressure on myself, you know.
0: And so you've mentioned you kind of started on that journey, maybe two or three years ago. So what was there like a catalyst or like a, you know, specific moment that pushed you into just saying I I don't want to live like this anymore
1: yeah so I would say you know a really big catalyst that pushed me to essentially grow and expand in all areas of my life was um exiting a toxic relationship that I was actually in it was the only other relationship I've um ever been in besides my now husband and um it was probably around five years of you know off and on just being together and not being together. And that relationship just really um, made me question my worth. If we get really just down to what it is, it just, it made me question who I was. And when I left that relationship, when we parted ways, I went into like a huge period of mourning and questioning myself, questioning like who I was and what I was even doing. And Um, after allowing myself to really process, you know, losing that person and moving forward with my life, I was like, you know what, like I'm ready to like become the best version of me. Like I do not want to enter into another relationship ever in the state that I'm currently in. Um, you know, and I knew that one day I wanted to get married and have a family. And I was like, you know, like I really need to work on myself first and I really need, to actually deal with the things that I'm not willing to even look at right now about myself. And one of those was, you know, being so insecure about my body. And, um, that's kind of what pushed me to really do that work.
0: And so you've mentioned obviously journaling is that kind of the main thing that you did, um, to get you through that period. So, um,
1: journaling is, yeah, I mean, it was one of the things for sure. And then, you know, another big thing, like I mentioned was really, um, I went on a very low consumption diet, essentially. Um, I really changed the things that I was looking at and the amount of time that I was on my phone, watching TV, looking at magazines and really just asking myself those questions of how is this making me feel? How is this You know content making me feel how is this relationship in my life making me feel Um, and really like evaluating that and the way that I personally did that was through journaling um, and for other people that that looks different but it's just always been such a safe place for me to understand myself and my feelings and really be aware of exactly where I am yeah no that
0: sounds amazing it seems like you've come a long, long way. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So um, why don't you tell us a little bit about the awakening membership? Obviously, you've kind of mentioned a little bit already. What does it entail exactly?
1: So the awakening membership is essentially a sacred space for women to connect with their heart, pursue their divine desires and create a life that they deeply crave. And so Um, It's for the woman who's really ready to fill her days with things that light her up and make her excited and happy and also ready to implement practical systems that help her stay consistent and productive throughout that process. And what I love so much about this space is that the foundation of it is very heart-centered. It's this perfect blend of balancing that deep self-care because you can tell that's like a very big part of who I am. But it's also, on the other hand, a place where I want to help women really crush their goals and their dreams and really break down those big dreams that they have into like daily action items that they can take. Um, because what I see women often doing is being so overwhelmed by their big dreams and their big goals to the point where they actually don't take the actions necessary to get there, if that makes sense. And so, yeah, yeah, that's kind of the heart behind it. And we have a bunch of resources in there um, that help women kind of cultivate this. So a couple of those are like we do a monthly guided journal. um, And then, you know, on the other practical sense, we have a planner in there where I break down the systems that I use in my life to stay on top of my goals and dreams and things like that um and also you know my favorite part is the community um because you can tell I'm just so much about community and genuinely supporting and encouraging other women in their journey and so we have you know our private community and it's really just one of my favorite projects that I've ever launched
0: yeah no it sounds like a really um amazing space to be in
1: yeah it is I love it
0: (laughs) so what are your goals for the coming year
1: Good Lord. I have, I have about nine. Um, yeah, but they're very, so the way that I like to goal set is I make my goals, my yearly goals, like really broad so that I can break them down into those like action items every month and then every week. And so for my business, um, my two main goals and focuses, um, I'm really focusing on my membership and just putting my heart into that. And really serving the women that are in there and then also putting myself out there more. Um, So, you know, I'm really trying to get on more podcasts and blogs and connect with other women and go to events and really just meet people, connect with people, share my heart, um, which isn't something that fully comes naturally to me. So I'm excited to really do that. And a few of my personal goals, um, I really am focusing on health, this year i always focus on health but just really trying to get into a routine of taking care of myself nourishing my body with meals you know at proper times of the day all throughout the day and getting my body moving um i also i'm making travel a priority my husband and i are um we actually are planning a trip to europe um in may which i'm super excited for um, I have several more. I'll just mention one more because I don't (laughs) want (laughs) to go through all of them. There's so many. And one of the other ones I'm really um, putting at the forefront of my list is prioritizing presence in my life and finding that balance of building an online business and needing to be present online, but also putting my phone away, doing some social media free days and weekends and weeks and vacations um, and just being super present, not only with myself, Um, but also just with the people in front of me and with my husband
0: and do you have any tips for those who may be spending a little bit too much time on their phones (laughs) i'm asking for a friend
1: (laughs) (laughs) um i i talked about this actually on my instagram yesterday and i think it really starts with setting a strict boundary with yourself um i um, one of my Instagram friends, her name is Sarah Jane Case, she said this, and it's always stuck with me. Um, anytime you allow a behavior to continue that you don't like, you're essentially saying yes to a boundary being crossed. And so if you ultimately like need to be away from your phone for your emotional and physical well-being, then you have to set that boundary with yourself and actually follow through. And for me personally, since I do a lot of my work on my phone, I set hours, um, like hourly increments throughout my day where um, I focus on doing social media and I get on there with the intention of working and not scrolling. Um, I don't know if that's helpful, but especially for someone in business and doing things online, I feel like that is so important.
0: Yeah, well, this is the problem, isn't it? Is that because a lot of our businesses are online online, Um, Mm -hmm. you, you do end up feeling like you've got to be there all the time. And I think it's, it's quite hard sometimes to distinguish between, um, that time when you're actually working and then you kind of, you know, fall down that trap of just mindlessly scrolling through.
1: Exactly. I've, I've so been there and that's why (laughs) this year I'm like, I'm setting, I'm setting this up for success. I'm setting some time slots to actually be intentional with it
0: yeah and you mentioned a trip to Europe where are you headed
1: so we're still kind of planning it out I know we want to do Rome I know we want to do Tuscany um and Venice um I think we're going to do a couple like little spots in between but that's kind of where it's at right now and I'm, I'm so excited
0: yeah that sounds really really exciting um mm-hmm. so thank you so much for your time I just wanted to ask super quickly where can people find you
1: um, you can find me on my website, com, and on Instagram with two handles. My personal is Ashton underscore M underscore Long and then The Authentic Woman is just at The Authentic Woman Series.
0: Perfect. Thank you so much for your time today.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, I'd be really grateful if you could leave a review on iTunes so that other female creatives can enjoy this podcast too. I'll see you next week.